special edition of Sultans of Slam for February 7th, 2020. Joined today by Andrew. Hello. He just bought a house. I did. That's it. That's exciting. Not an hour ago. That's expensive. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> expensive. Most expensive thing you'll ever buy. Uh, Reed. Hello. Who just made some pizza pockets. Almost as exciting as <laughs> I mean, one of them satiates you for lunch. The other one. Means you can't afford lunch for years one, to come. One, one makes you happy, the other makes you depressed. I, I, I you disrespected the hierarchy of Oh, shit. Pizza You're not going products. anywhere in this business, buddy. Yeah. Uh, and then myself, Lee. Why is it a special edition of Sultans of Slam? Well, I'll tell you. We have a retro raw review. We've threatened it. Here it is. Uh, recorded live from Winnipeg, Manitoba, July 5th, 2004. Raw. Andrew, you were there. I was there. That's crazy. It was an amazing time. Yeah. It hopefully... Was- the Raw coming up in a couple weeks will be as exciting. We'll see. There's no Jericho. There's no Jericho. Speaking of Jericho, though, let's quickly review AEW Dynamite, which I thought was a very solid edition of the show, especially if you're into b- weird body horror throughout the show. Uh, reads Listen, like, not- outside of the lashing, what was there? I'm like, there was a tooth popping out. There was a guy getting a key That's jammed not- in his eye. Well, no, when I think body horror, I think of like the fly, like motherfuckers no, you- getting like six arms. No, use the use the example you used earlier. Papa Roach's uh, scarred. <laughs> <laughs> That's nothing, man. You ever watch Papa Roach's Scarred? I'm like, it was like know. an MTV show, and it would just be like a kid who does like an ollie, and yeah. then his fucking his bones sticking out or some shit. Yeah, comes out the wrong yeah whatever. <laughs> to each their own. Uh, so let's talk about AEW Dynamite coming to us live from Huntsville, Alabama. Alabama, sweet home. Uh, <laughs> That sounds so sad. <laughs> lots, lots of dudes there with their girlfriend cousins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's just I'm sorry, Al- I'm, I'm sorry. There's anybody from Alabama. Sorry, Alabama. Uh, John Moxley and Ortiz. Ortiz uh, kick off things. Uh, solid match. Afterwards, Santana comes out for some shen- after match shenanigans. Uh, he is foiled and stabbed in the eye by John Ma- Moxley using the keys to the Ford GT. An eye for an eye. Uh, if it was on Ortiz, I'd be like, well, that was very heelish of John Moxley. Because he attacked a guy who ran in on him, I'm like, that seems fine. Mm-hmm. And now we got two guys with eye patches. And listen, so. Moxley rides that line. Now, he's yeah. not quite a heel, not quite a face. But now I know, I, I know I'm jumping a little ahead. I don't know if it's in your, in your notes. But when he cuts the promo... At the, um, like right like, near the end of the show, yeah, yeah, where he's like, who does that? Who Who sticks like, who jabs something that sharp into someone's oh. eye? I'm like... Uh, this joke isn't really going over with me very much. Well, there was a time like, Jericho was on commentary, I think it was on the boat, uh, where he's just talking, or, or it was the episode before that where Jericho's talking about Moxley's eye and how nasty an injury it is and this and that, uh, not taking any responsibility for it. it. It's consistent. You might not like it, but it's a consistent Jericho gimmick. Uh, is the the hypocrisy of that's a, man? Who, that's not what, exclusive to Jericho. That's all heels ever. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's. I don't it's, think it's a joke. I think it's just they mean hip- hypocrites. I don't think it was supposed to be taken. He, in a it's a wink into the camera. He's not assuming you don't remember that he stabbed John Moxley yeah, in the he's, eye. He's not he's, cutting the promo to make you laugh. Yeah, he is acknowledging. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this recap I have is all over the place, so I'm just going to run it down in the order they have it. Let's talk about the Britt Baker uh, match versus Yuka Sakazawi. Uh, JR, who was made fun of last week, 
uh, by Britt Baker, and everybody was like, oh, man, you don't go after JR. Uh, she specifically went after him for mispronouncing fucking everything. And what does he do? Now I don't know if he's working us or not, uh, especially when there's a giant screen with this girl's name on it, uh, but he mispronounces it here. Uh, but thankfully, Excalibur is there to pick up the slack. Let us know about Yuka. Sakazaki, who was last seen uh, on the double, Fight, double, Fighter Fest, Fighter Fest, paper Fighter Fest yeah. uh, this is her Dynamite debut. Uh, she gets a fluke win here over Britt Baker. Britt Baker doesn't like that. Uh, and Andrew, what happens after that? Uh, she proceeds to grab a ring bell and very botchedly, awkwardly, botchedly, kind of steps into her and like doesn't he, like connect with the bell. She more like smears it into her back, and then when she, uh, uh, she oh, sorry, smeared into her back, uh, Yuka, you, Yuka, Yuka, Sakazaki. When she when, <laughs> when she she takes the hit and it lands on all fours, yeah, and then she's actually the camera's right there and she's looking forward and it doesn't look. Like, she knows what to do. No, it was so, awkward. It was so all then Brit, it was bad. Brit, Brit yeah. drags her to the ropes, opens her jaw, puts it on the ropes, and then kicks her in the back, which for some reason was supposed to cause a tooth to pop Why out. is Britt Baker getting so much television time? I'd like to know... I don't mind the television time. I'd like to know why she's getting television time over what they already have in the back. The, yes. That's, that's, that's they, more of a concern. They have other heels like B. Priestley or Jamie Hayter who are better in ring than her and more confident on the mic. I, I so have her do dark dark show matches. She should be uh, to to get confidence or whatever it is. And by all means, have Britt Baker on Dynamite. But Britt Baker's been on Dynamite for three four weeks running now. Don't. But the thing is, she'd be better doing those backstage interviews with Terry Shavani. Yeah, something they can pre like pre pre no, 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 but pre record it. Is yeah. it Terry? Yeah. Whoops, whoops, Tony. Terry Shavani. Terry Shavani is his. Uh... His non-union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> are, you, are you calling a Tony Schiavone uh, heel turn? <laughs> I called it. Comes out the barista, Terry Schiavone. <laughs> but like, she should be doing recorded promos with him before going in front of an audience that can legitimately tear her to shreds. Yep. I, I like, absolutely kind of agree at this point. Um, let's talk about a giant tag match. Uh, which saw Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros and our boys, Butcher and Blade. Um, Fuck yeah, Butcher and Blade time, boys. Let's yeah. do it. Let's get in the W column here, Butcher and Blade. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the amount of talent... Ah! Sorry, I spilled my water on the floor. <laughs> that was a completely reasonable reaction. <laughs> ah! Well, uh, listen, we're buying a bunch of cords and shit. Like, Oh, uh, you know Yeah, you could have killed all of us. I could have burned the whole fucking building down. And burn this place to the ground. Uh, so with all the talent in the match, uh, this is like a huge spot fest. Great stuff going all on here. All the talent, specifically but, 90% of it, is Butcher and Blade. That's right. Uh, got <laughs> most of the match. Uh, but yeah, so uh, thanks to the Lucha Bros, our boys, uh, Butcher and Blade, go over here. Uh, more dissension with Hangman Page not tagging in the Young Bucks, and it ultimately cost them the... Perfect ending for this kind of Yeah, match. ultimately costing them the match. Kind of doing the same version of Listen, the thing they've been doing for the past few weeks. The but, best part of this match was not... The wrestling was not the the hangman stuff. It was after the Lucha Brothers pinned the Jacksons that the Butcher and Blade come in, but they're on opposite sides of the Lucha Brothers. So they they go to give like high fives or hugs to their partner, but they don't know that they're trying to high five and hug the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. And so the Lucha Brothers also are kind of not into the whole high five and hugging <laughs> thing. So it's a very awkward like, yeah, we did it. We did it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was hilarious. unintentionally yeah. hilarious. Wait, are you, do you consider the Lucha Bros to be heels? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think they. If if you don't, they should be. 
Like they, they, they are heels. Yeah, well, they, but that's yeah. just it. But the thing is, there's, it, it's it's so. But like Ray Phoenix doesn't wrestle a heel style per se. Well, no, he's a lucha. Yeah. But <laughs> just leaves. All right, see you in a bit, Andrew. Um, hey, he bought a house. Listen, you no, might have to go. They are heels. That one Dynamite episode, they're attacking Kenny and Hangman backstage. Yeah, well, fair enough. You're right. You have food problems today. No, I just... Uh, you know, you drink a lot of water at once sometimes. You, you just, you Kenny Omega's in the uh, in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Uh, they're about to do an interview. I don't know what... This is a little awkward. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so, Pac is suddenly backstage, and, and Tony, or Terry, is like, Hey, Pac's backstage again. I'm like, what happened to fucking Michael Nakazawa now? <laughs> uh, and Pac's standing there in front of Riho. And, oh, he's and he a, acknowledges that. He says, yeah. I see beating up Michael Nakazawa. It means nothing to you. And it's like, what happened to Michael Nakazawa? Uh, Kenny keeps running backstage, and Michael Nakazawa presumably is a part of the Dark Order now. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't show us. Anyways, uh, Pac's backstage. Who gives a shit? He's Why the is, is anybody... Well, where's Michael Nakazawa? Well, that... The, the, exactly. I guess Kenny doesn't care about Michael Nakazawa. No, I don't think anybody fucking cares. And yeah. I don't think... Oh, I guess no one cares about Michael Nakazawa. I don't think uh, it's going to detract from the show whatsoever. He's got... Uh, he's got Riho there with him. He's got a table set up with a piece of paper on it. Uh, basically explains that, hey, this you've ruined... The contract signing, which is a little confusing because there was a contract signing. Kenny also confused by this fact. Um, It seems to be threatening Riho. Kenny's like, hey man, you've you've got your match. Uh, Whatever. It's all good, man. And Pac's like, hey, listen, I'm a bastard, but I don't put my hands on a woman. But the Beast does, and then Nyla Rose marks Brock Lesnar comes. The Brock Lesnar comes. It just absolutely clobbers Rio. I pay good money to Rio versus Brock. Brock likes to sell for for little people. Oh fuck that! It'll be a match. Great match. Yeah. Did you see that Photoshop thing that guy did on Twitter where they? Uh, he photoshopped Io Shirai being the shit out of Brock Lesnar. I did actually see that. Yeah, Great. she's like spearing him and shit. Yeah, uh, Andrew, anything to say about the uh, end interview with Tony Schiavone, Kenny Omega, and Pac showing up on the screen again? Uh, I'm kind of getting a little bored with Nyla Rose. Because, like, <laughs> out of everything from this, you're like Nyla Rose. That I really was she ever excited? Five seconds of this. I, 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 I just thought it'd be someone like B Priestley coming in and doing it. It's just yeah. it, it's a little too stereotypical to be pushing uh, Nyla in this direction. Mostly because this is just far too reminiscent of Nia Jax. Or she's not like most girls. Oh boy. Like it's I don't know. I I I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, did I? I just want to be sure. Did I miss the, the later promo after the uh, six man tag, eight man tag? Uh, which one was that? The post match promo where uh, the the Kenny o, the the Hangman Page thing. No, yeah, you have no. not missed that. Okay, uh, let's talk about the best friends. NSCU. The best friends are insanely over. The crowd loves them. But how can you not? I, no, they're insanely uh, over because Orange Cassidy. Sure, whatever you if want to call it. If they did not have Orange Cassidy, they would not be this over. I liked them before it was cool. I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm just, just saying. Well, uh, my, we want to get all history, but I like them since they were in PWG. I was in the kitchen, and I yell back, and I'm like, hey, to my wife, has Orange Cassidy done anything? And she's like, they were all spilled outside the ring, and Orange Cassidy walked around as the only standing man left and he just like casually lays down with all of them yeah. and she's like that's good shit and I'm like you're right yeah. that is good shit I like how you, how you uh, at first until you said your wife it was very much like indicated that it was just you talking to yourself to myself in your house. hey what's Orange Cassidy doing over there walking to the living room your house, oh, re- he's like, <laughs> your house responds 
Uh, this was a. There's nothing wrong with this match. It was great. Uh, they got all their stuff in. Uh, the Dark Order attacks immediately after the bout. Uh, they're beating the living shit out of uh, Orange Cassidy, and uh, one fallen angel, Christopher Daniels, shows up to uh, scare them away. That. So they have the Dark Order has shown up and taken out every baby face on the brand before. Christopher Daniels shows up and that makes them retreat. Uh, it's leading it. They're hinting that sure it could maybe he is the exalted. One. They're, they're at the same time as much as he is the exalted. It could be the exalted one. They're toying with him. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's also it's also more of like a piss off when they're just or like, maybe he's no, the one to walk. maybe he's the one to overthrow them. Maybe or that's that. Christopher he, Daniels. He, he is the chosen one. He'll yeah. destroy the Dark Order or join them. That's right. Exactly. But not before killing a bunch of children. <laughs> Kip Sabian and Joey Janela. Uh, crowd kind of died for this one. Match maybe went on a little bit too long. Joey Janela doing kind of a straight up wrestling match here. The announcer's getting him over as like, you know, this Joey Janela. He does a bunch of stupid bullshit, but also he can wrestle. Let's watch him wrestle for way too long. No, I uh, was saying to you the other day that Kip Sabian is the weirdest case in AEW right now, I think. He's yep. good looking. He's charismatic. He cuts a decent promo. He has a good gimmick with Penelope. He's a great wrestler, but no one gives a fuck about Kip Sabian. Yeah, I kind of I, I saw his intro hit like when we, I think it was coming back from a commercial or going into a commercial. And I was yeah. just like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> like, there's a lot of bad uh, and it's bad not even, theme songs. And something like, like I don't like him. It's just I'm, I'm very I'm very indifferent. And Pen- I guess I guess they're they're using Penelope to try and put him over in that way of being a super bad. God, yeah. Penelope's so. Oh, she's dude. she's the same. Yeah, right. Jesus yeah. Christ! Uh, it's just I, I don't know. I'm, I'm I, I guess maybe I'm a little biased because I think I, Jr. I, I think, Jr. Uh, could not remember Penelope Ford's name multiple times in this, so he's using like generic old terms. Jezebel, yeah, and shit like that. Don't do the Jezebel term. Listen, there's nothing wrong with it, but w- people were just criticizing this Britt Baker thing of like, don't make fun of Jr. Jr. is untouchable. No, Jr. makes no, mistakes no, multiple times. But it's, in how, but it's how you make fun of it. Like sure. that was that was a very odd. Interaction. It wasn't Britt like, Baker's. Uh, she should have. She, <laughs> this is something where it should have been a women's match, and yeah. she should have been sitting next to Jr. doing commentary, and then you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just very awkward how that was interacted, and in this case. Like Jr. Jr. makes that botch. You 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 sit this person beside them because you you know what I mean. Like the, the people in the arena don't or facility don't need to know uh, that like what's happening between that. That's fair because because they, they, they also might not even caught that the first time when they watched it. Well, as we all know, like, if you go to a show live, you watch it back immediately when you get home. We'll, we'll find that out later. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a little vignette here from one Darby Allen who is. As Excalibur puts it, sent them a video. Uh, Darby Allen unable to speak after eating his own skateboard to his throat from Sammy Guevara last week. Uh, he is standing in a field. You look over and there is the iconic uh, Chris Jericho hugging Sammy Guevara cardboard cutout. Darby Allen proceeds to burn it with a flamethrower. That's it. <laughs> that's the that's the vignette. That was, that was the best part. I actually was like, it was black, black and white. And I saw that. I'm like, man, I would just burn that sucker to the ground. Next thing I know, he just pulls, pulls off the end of the flamethrower. I'm like, what? This was huge for flamethrower sales. Uh, this is, this, <laughs> I mean, 
You this did, is much, did you know you could just buy a flamethrower in the United States? Because you can't. Fucking jabroni rock coming out and burning his name, his own name at WrestleMania. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like a rock. Forty-minute segment. So, 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 so does WWE send a cease and desist now? Yeah, no. we only well, we bur- can bur- use flamethrower. Well, burn, burn, burn it down. Let's Speaking never of, forget that Eric Rowan main evented WrestleMania with the rock. against the Rock. Yeah. yeah. Let's uh, let's also uh, point out that multiple characters on this show got pyro. Lots of pyro. It's nice. Yeah. It's inconsistent because who's getting pyro and who isn't is a little awkward. Oh no, uh, unless it's Cody. Give it to yeah. the blade. Oh, Co- Cody, Cody's just like over <laughs> yeah. the just top. Ex- Where's the pyro for Give blade them butcher? excessive Kevin Nash pyro. Yeah. <laughs> Make them come up to sparklers. 45, <laughs> 45 seconds of nonstop sparklers. Uh, <laughs> Make them come up to bad songs too. So before we get to the final segment, we had the Adam Page, uh, Adam Page, yeah, Adam Page thing go down uh, where the Young Bucks. Uh, like, oh, I, what's going on, buddy? I know why we lost. And he pulls the beer out of, of Hangman Page's hand. And Hangman Page is looking real upset about that. Don't take a beer away from a cowboy. Until? Until. I don't remember what happened because I watched He lifts up the pitcher full he's got of the pitch, beer. He's got the pitcher of beer, and yes. I, and then after that happened, I was like, man, this is a good alcohol commercial because I want to walk to the man, fridge I want to a grab pitcher, a beer. I want a shitty pitcher full of beer. That's like the Smitty's. Like when you order, like, uh, we'll all get Cokes. And they bring you the shitty pitcher of Coke. That's, yeah. That's like some soccer wind-up shit that he's drinking beer out For a of. second there, I thought you were going to talk about their wings. I'm like, oh man, I want wings. You end up going to Smitty's to have their <laughs> shitty wings. Let's go to Smitty's and have some <laughs> shitty wings. A shitty pitcher. Wait, listen. There's nothing wrong with Smitty's wings. Fuck you. <laughs> After he's laughed about it. Let's talk about the main event, which wasn't a wrestling match, but in fact, Cody Rhodes taking his ten lashes. Nine from MJF, one from Wardlow. Cody Rhodes comes out here like the hero of the fucking planet over shit. MJF's getting booed. Cody gets in the ring. MJF, uh, Masterclass. Everybody, that, listen, this sounded lame as shit. I'm going to lash you ten times. It's fucking stupid. What? Uh, then they drove home something they hadn't before, which was the idea is that Cody, MJF is saying that Cody will not be able to last the ten lashes. Something they never brought up before the, now. Now they're really hammering it home. The idea being that I'm going to hit him so hard, he's going to make it to five and quit. Yeah, they've like always, like, yeah. prior to this, it's always made it seem like, oh yeah, I'll just do the ten yeah. lashes. Cody, Cody will just take ten lashes, so be it. Yeah. Uh, but then what played out here was like, oh, okay, make us believe that, yeah, absolutely, this guy's actually being hurt, and we need him to succeed here because we want him to get his hands on this fucking weasel, right? Uh, so Cody's out there. He's taking lashes from MJF. MJF is staggering them in such a way. Some of them, he's feeding them twice in a row, waiting a bit, fucking with this guy. Cody takes his, his shirt off. He's feeding him in the right shoulder constantly, like hitting him in the same oh, spot. Oh no! But too. you're forgetting he's like, yeah. he's like, he's about to do the uh, lashes, and he's like, oh, my belt's too nice. Yeah, Cody, give me your belt. Yeah, it's like, that's just a nice little, 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 yeah. little chef's, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Uh, Arn Anderson comes down to the ring, uh, looks Cody in the eyes, tells him, hey, don't, don't give him the satisfaction. Basically, stop selling so hard. Yeah, if this is uh, WWE, they'd be like, give up, Cody. Give <laughs> Cody, up. don't do it. Uh, Arn Anderson's like, fucking make it happen. MJF's like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, a couple lashes later, Dustin Rhodes comes out, says, feed me the rest of the lashes. MJF's like, nope, it's got to be Cody. Though, though, he comes out, like, my problem with that part is the, like, I understand that they're also coming out because they're concerned about, you know, like, their friend, yeah. their brother. But before anybody even came up, before MJF, his music even hit, there was a, there was a small video of, like, Dustin Rhodes going... Come on, Cody! Like you're a tough. Like, you know, well, there was there was Taz. Taz was. Taz. <laughs> I was like, I was just like, what the hell? Like you showed you showed the video beforehand. Like he wasn't there, but then he came out. To but the he was room. there anyway. Well, no, they they because they, they did one with MJF and they did one with Taz, where Taz is just standing by a trailer or something. And he's just like, I think Max has gone too far with this shit. 
I didn't think uh, that but, was... But the guy who's really, like, joined the company as of recent is like, I think he's gone too Dustin far. Dustin comes out... They're hyping a main event that wasn't a wrestling match, right? And, like, the, as the ratings show, people were hanging out to see what the hell happened to Cody uh, here. Dustin comes out and goes up to Cody and says, Mo Me Meow. Yeah, Mo Me Meow. <laughs> <laughs> tear in his eye. Uh... <laughs> And Cody knows what that means. Uh, so <laughs> Cody's on his knees. He, he's got only so many left to go. Uh, Wardlow takes a shot here. Brandy. Okay, so on and on, Wardlow fucking lays yeah, it in, man. Uh, <laughs> and that's all that needed to happen. It's like, well, now I hate Wardlow a little bit more. Yeah, uh, before I, I was kind of indifferent on Wardlow, but now Cody, I hope you kick Wardlow's ass. Yeah. Uh, we had Brandy come down, who's now babyface on AEW Dark. Not mentioned anywhere on this episode. Uh, Mel attacks Awesome Kong to write her off because Awesome Kong is indefinitely injured, and she's going back to film Glow. Uh, so Brandy has been seeing a therapist uh, and is having some problems, some demons, let's say. But Brandy is uh, been ex- the demons have been exercised, and the Nightmare Collective is is put to bed for now. Brandy is back as a babyface here to support her husband as he's lashed in the back, and he takes ten lashes, and the and the match is on. And that's well, the Wardlow match yeah. is on. The the crowd's into it. People are losing it. Uh, they're they're cheering for Cody. I thought this was going to be so fucking lame, and I was so fucking wrong. This was really, really I was, good. For me, it's like exactly you know, how I felt was what I expected. I was cringing. I was like, they're they're not going to like you know try and like fake this out, like stunt it. Yeah, he's really going to take these oh, lashes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then he took those lashes, and I'm and I I I, I, I at first I was you know, passively watching this part, and all of a sudden I see the cracks, and I'm like. Ouch. Oh, yeah. I'm not even watching and I'm cringing. Oh, he's winding up. Like, he's got the belt double folded over and he's hitting this guy in the shoulder as hard as he can. Cody like, is doing everything in the book to <laughs> get over as the biggest yeah. baby face in the last 10 years. And god damn it, yeah. it's working. The, like, after the second shot where he just goes nose to nose with MJF and MJF's like, fucking do something about it. Like, and it's over, right? Cody's yeah. like, well, here we go. Uh, this was really well done. AW Dynamite. Good show. Good show. Good show. Good show in my book. Butcher and Blade got a win. Shit. Great night. Let's talk about another great night from 16 years ago. I got the drugs. That makes me so sexy. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. (laughs) Fucking pyro goes off. Uh, Raw. Recorded live from Winnipeg, Manitoba. July 7th. No. July 5th, 2004. Uh, Eric Bischoff has the night off because he could not legally enter Canada. What was the deal there? You, you said you had some insight on that. I think there's, there might be some like actual like lead, like just uh, maybe like a police you know report like something like, but like that's a okay on him because Eric left someone very capable in charge. He left his nephew. I don't even know if he actually <laughs> just like left him in charge no, or, 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 or just like he was. He refers to Eric as Uncle Eric. So I'm gonna well, call yeah, him oh, yeah, that nephew. Was, that, was, that was that was the story. It was yeah. it was yeah. He, he was Uncle Eric. Oh, so Eugene. Thanks to a graphic that popped up right before the show began, with no explanation, just a picture of Eugene. It's like, okay, uh, is GM for the night? He's booking the show. The thing is, like, for that to be, you'd have to watch the week before, and that would. Yeah, but who's doing that? Was Not us. Sixteen years ago. Well, I was. Yeah, Andrew was, <laughs> and Andrew was there. So please allow us, uh, let us know of any insight you have uh, that maybe we won't get. No, any nuance. So this this place is bonkers. Uh, There's the, so many goddamn signs. Well, that was the, but that and jet was, skier, but that was that was for that time. No, yeah, it like, was like, yeah, like late nineties, early two thousand. Winnipeg showed up for this fucking it, show. It's just yeah. jarring, and then you get like today's raw, and 
it opens and everybody's seating. They're going, yeah, yeah. Eat, drink, sipping a beer. Yeah, be, re- be ready, man. Yeah, and then be back, ready to sit. And then, <laughs> and then back, back Five then, hours. It's, people are on their feet waving signs. Yeah, they're fucking shirtless with shit painted on their chest. If they're not shirtless, they're wearing a Jets jersey. Which we need to add some context that the Jets hadn't existed for like eight to ten years at this point. Oh uh, yeah, we're at eight. Uh, yeah, we're eight eight good years, no Jets, uh, and everybody's hey, showing up in their Jets gear. Which I'm just like, come on, guys. Kind of off topic, but what's the under over on like? Some shit heel coming out like fucking Miz or Baron and being like, Ugh, Jer-, like alluding to Jericho. That's the Elias spot. Yeah. Is that the Jets suck? Yeah. yeah. No, no, but then someone. Can't make fun of the football to, team. But we someone won. alludes to Jericho being like, anybody who came from Winnipeg sucks. <laughs> well, Jericho Ooh. and Kenny Omega. Let's, let's well, but Elias would have an in for that because, you know, being the musician, he'd make a reference to. A musician uh, and not a wrestler. Thank you for the, for the differentiation. Uh, let's talk about Retro Raw, baby. We got. We got Ric Flair starts the show. He's coming down the ramp. No, he it, every bit of Ric Flair he could ever be. Looking great. Looking fantastic. Ric Flair looks like, yeah. And uh, again, it's he, amazing what 15 years. This man went on to wrestle for many years after this Raw. So uh, he comes down the ramp. Chairs are set up in the ring. Dude, the people in the ring is just the weirdest ensemble. So you had yeah. Stacey Keebler. Yes. Tajiri. Yes. Tom Cole. Yes. Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler. Coach. And Coach. Yeah. And Ric Flair. So Ric Flair joins them what in the ring. What a stable this everybody's, is. Everybody's kind of looking around, not sure what's going on. Jericho's music hits, of course, the hometown boy, homecoming. Uh, thunderous applause. Yeah, that He's was, wearing a jet shirt. That was intense, man. Yeah. When that when that happened, I was I was prepared for that, but not not to and that like the, level. And the crazy thing is, this is not even when Jericho was quote unquote hot in WWE because this is after his he undefeated was, reign, right? Uh, yeah, and he and he had uh, I believe he had gone off take time off for Fozzie. Yeah, so this was kind of an like an, an very that kind of worked right out right for him, now. I guess. Yeah, yeah and then well, yeah. go figure, and. Uh, like he 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 just he came out and he like he was psyched because he's never really been exposed like this on a show in Winnipeg. Yeah, and I mean he was I I've I've just that that kind of pop to equate it to was like again this is going to be a sports reference when the 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 Jets were in the playoffs yeah. and they were like like it was just loud it was definitely loud and that is the closest thing I equated to because everybody with alcohol fueled to borrow a line from Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it was just Ooh. like, <laughs> and it was just pure energy. Absolutely. Speaking of energy, Eugene is out next. It was still cool to laugh at people with disabilities in 2004. Eugene's gimmick is he's like, he's he's challenged. Let's well, we, say. Well, we couldn't laugh at him because he's not a clown anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, let me tell you something about uh, Doink the Clown. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> uh, Eugene is acting GM in the absence of Bischoff. Uh, so Eugene has booked a m- musical chairs to take place in this ring with the aforementioned group of people. To what end, we don't know yet. But everybody is is down to play uh, musical chairs here. Uh, Tajiri jobbed out first round of musical chairs. Uh, gets his heat back by misting Coach. Uh, Coach wanders around, not unable to see for the next round of musical chairs, uh, and is 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 out. He can't he can't he couldn't find the chair as it were. Uh, Rick removes his jacket It's serious now uh, Tomko, by the way, in full ring gear uh, I like the subtext of Tajiri and Tomko in full ring gear As if they were asked by Eugene Hey, you're in the opening segment of Raw Okay, I guess I'm in a wrestling match uh, No <laughs> So, um, Jerry pins Stacy 
I'll let you use your imagination there. Uh, Rick starts perving on Stacy after that. Shoves her out of the way to sit. Eliminates her. Heel heat for Ric Flair. Pushing Stacy out of the ring. Well, I don't know about perving. He's, he's doing the Ric Flair like walk dance behind As her. much as I wanted to have seen uh, Stacy versus Randy Orton, uh, she, <laughs> she was eliminated. Rick is out next. Tomko stares daggers in, in, at Jericho as the uh, clown music plays. As that's, that's a thing that happened on this show. Jericho relinquishes the chair from under Tomko as the music ends. And hits him in the tummy with it. Jericho wins, baby. Eugene announces 1v1 for the Intercontinental Championship. Randy Orton versus Chris Jericho tonight. Get ready. <laughs> so, anyways. Let's move on. Liver Resistance comes out. They Fuck, start, this was awful. Uh, they, uh, uh, so, apparently last week on Raw, if you missed it, probably did. Liver Resistance uh, won <laughs> versus Rhino and uh, Valor stealing Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> Um, the Resistance is out here against. They're singing O Canada. The crowd boos O Canada. Well, they're from French. Quebec. Uh, Nobody likes people from Quebec. Yes, but anytime the national anthem is being booed by the people in that I'm country. I'm sorry to our, any of our Quebec viewers, but I hate you. Wow. <laughs> Strong. I'm just kidding, but not really. <laughs> Old school heat on Reed here. He's going to sing a song. Send uh, your responses, too. <laughs> Winnipeg boos the uh, the Canadian national anthem. Rhino and Val Venus interrupt the anthem and get a pop. And as the so La Resistance is singing O Canada. Rhino and Val Venus's music hit, which interrupts the the anthem. The crowd is either cheering that the anthem is stopped. I can't imagine they're cheering for Rhino and Val Venus. I know, I'm cheering for uh, Val Venus. The bell rings and the match begins. La Resistance hits the magic killer with uh, with Rhino, unable to break up the pin and win. There wasn't much else to say about this Man, match. This is yeah. a far cry from their tag scene from. Like 2000 or 1999 with the Dudleys, the Hardys, Eddie yeah. Christian. The uh, the tag match on the SmackDown, which we have begun watching and haven't yet from that Friday, uh, was much better. It was Dudleys and uh, the Kidman. And, but, but also and, the brand split. Yeah. Yes. The Dudleys. The Dudleys. Uh, all right. Lots of money on screen as a sweaty Rick, Randy, and Batista walk backstage. Oh, Batista God. is enormous. It's gigantic. He's enormous. Uh, yes, a little bit of a roid belly on him. A little he looks bit. Looks like a brick shit house. Uh, they come across Eugene in his bouncy castle, uh, which Andrew uh, notoriously uh, brings up. Man, I'm sorry. That bouncy castle is just awesome. Like you, you got to think, every commissioner, every GM has had an office. Yeah, that's just the way it's been on every show. And the fact that it was a bouncy castle, I mean, hell yeah, I yeah. would want a bouncy castle. Absolutely. You don't even have a learning disability like Eugene does. <laughs> a confused Eugene books Batista and Kane in a match tonight, uh, which didn't happen. Well, I don't know what I took this note. That, that didn't end up happening, right? Was there a Kane match on the show? Yes. Oh, it got DQ'd. Yes. Like in the first five seconds. Okay, yes. sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. By the way, we're like an hour into the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vengeance pay-per-view is uh, is coming up. I believe it was that weekend, right? Is yes. that this is the go yeah. home. This is the go home show. Yeah, uh, Eugene books Ric Flair and his partner Eugene uh, versus the Resistance <laughs> Flair on that show. Will... Yeah, I'm gonna throw up. Uh, Try is out next, wearing Try. a suit six times too big for him. Oh, at uh, least six times. He cuts a promo with the ring. Says his de- definition of a miracle is uh, Chris Benoit's reign as heavyweight champ. Edge with bad theme song enters is what I have written next. <laughs> it's the it's the you think you know me you think you know me yeah you think, it's like ugh. it's uh it's not Menelingus that's for sure. Win or lose tonight, Edge says he wants Randy Orton at Vengeance for the Intercontinental Championship, or I guess at that point, if Chris were to win tonight, it would have just been a match against Randy Orton. But whatever. But uh, by the way, Randy Orton, holy shit! 
Did he come out in this section in this part? No, he was backstage yeah. earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we'll talk about Randy Orton does. Edge tells Try uh, he will take down all of Evolution. Try removes his coat. Edge, Edge attacks Try. Uh, Evolution out to save. Randy eats a punch from Edge as he escapes. Randy's selling the hell out of this punch. Uh, Kane and Batista is up next. It in fact happened. This match is brought to you by the Nokia Engage. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say Randy Orton gets punched? <laughs> he got he got punched during the Edge thing. So he did come out. He did, but he didn't have his entrance. Oh, he didn't. He, they just ran down to to help. He does Triple have H. a match later. Yeah, Triple H. Jericho, right? Yeah, Triple H. Uh, I have in all caps here written down, everyone is pulsing and jacked. Batista has an old <laughs> bad theme that sounds like higher-pitched version of Kane's theme. Uh, That's the intro of I Stand Alone and then it just stops. As these I men know. are coming to the ring, Matt Hardy versus Kane at Vengeance is advertised, fighting over the custody of Lita's baby. Yep. Anyone guys, guys want to give a little, little context to that? Uh, so, <laughs> Lita like, is kidnapped... And implied raped by Kane. Oh, okay. While she's, That's Kane's while gimmick. she's in a relationship, both kayfabe and in real life, mm-hmm. with Matt Hardy. Yes. So, like, in storyline, Kane's like, that baby's mine. Matt's Lita, like, of course, is not actually pregnant. No. Or is she? No, no. she's okay. not actually okay. pregnant. But, like, the whole gimmick is that, like, uh, Kane, uh, spoiler, I guess, Kane wins at Vengeance and he gets Lita's hand in marriage. So they're about to have like a marriage. Some uh, they're shit. about to have like a wedding, and then Lita's like, "I don't actually, I'm not actually pregnant." And that's basically where the storyline ends. But it leads more into because right after this is when Lita cheats on Matt with Edge, and it pushes Edge to absolute superstardom. So uh, Matt Hardy, understandably upset with Kane for raping his girlfriend at this point. <laughs> in the like, why would you not call uh, the cops? <laughs> not, not a minute and a half into this match, Matt Hardy comes down for the DQ, batters Kane with stare shots and punches. Official pull, officials pull him off. Speaking of pulling off, the Diva Search, baby. Holy we get a vignette shit. <laughs> for, the, for the Diva Search, where your ability to wrestle is negotiable. Coach struggling to contain his erection hot dogs into the camera. Uh, if you like leggy white women, God this damn. was this was for you. Holy, this was something smokes. else. Uh, yeah, not a lot of uh, minorities in this clip. But later on, when coaches actually choosing which girls will move on in the diva search, they did manage to uh, uh, paint with all the colors of the wind, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two thousand four legend killer Randy Orton enters. Holy shit! To line in the sand, showered in sparks. Just looking. What like, an entrance! Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. It was good. It was good. Young Speak, yeah. legend killer Randy Orton is just... If the Diva Search vignette didn't give you an erection, this did. Uh, Batista <laughs> comes out to Mean Mug Jericho uh, on the on the edge of the ring as well. Uh, there was also some ref distraction spots where Batista got some hits on, on Jericho. Uh, and here we go. Intercontinental Champion match. Uh, Batista distracts Jericho after he's locked in the walls. Uh, he being, I guess, Randy, attacks Batista and is rolled up with a dirty pin by Randy, and that's the end of that match. So Jericho loses to uh, to a dirty pin from Randy Orton. Bouncy Castle returns. Triple H and Eugene are jumping in the Bouncy Castle. Triple H here, uh, his cardio has got, apparently gone to shit because he comes falling out of this Bouncy Castle more winded than you've ever yeah. seen Triple yeah, H before. He was breathing pretty hard. Uh, Triple H tells Ric Flair he's got a main event match with him and Eugene tonight. Uh, and they will team with Eugene, at, and then he will team it, uh, with Eugene at Vengeance against Love Resistance uh, because Evolution has to be in every title match at the pay per view. Evolution is a mystery. This is where Rick says he's going to throw up. Uh, the <laughs> idea of being partnered with Eugene. It's the way he said, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
promo for Raw I have written here. Undertaker and Paul, Cena, and Booker. When I said Raw, I meant SmackDown. Okay. Uh, this coming week, uh, yeah. So there was a whole thing with Undertaker and Paul Heyman and Paul Bearer being encased in cement. What the fuck was going on here? Andrew, you went to that SmackDown too. Yeah, um, well, it was it was just a, a weird thing because they they like they had they had that interaction that match with, with like with, with Lesnar and everything and Taker Taker won, but he's but it's like he still realized his weakness was Paul uh, Paul Bearer. Yeah, so he just he just like just straight out killed him. That's carries, why it's a little weird. It's like who carries the urn? Nobody. The urn Mia has no power. But that's why it's so weird. It's because like oh Taker, you're so weak because of Paul Bearer, and then he wins. So he's not weak, but then he's like, you know what, I'm still going to kill Paul Bear. Well, he still sees a weakness in Paul. Can't have Undertaker lose, man. Uh, and then, yeah, Cena and Booker uh, was going to be a match on that SmackDown, which we will get to at a later date. Triple threat women's match, contract on a pole match, Molly Holly, Victoria, and Nidia, not Nadia, Trish on commentary. Uh, Nidia wins. Trish comes to the ring and says, hey, uh, you won a match with me, but I get to decide when it happens. And it happens well, right now. Well, uh, no, the stipulation was when, oh, when, uh, when she's ready. Yeah. And then... Because she's got a broken hand. Yeah, and then, yeah. She, then she, she, she clubs her with it and says, I'm ready now. And then, and then pins her. berates the ref to ring the bell. Right. So this was uh, heel heat for Trish, who the crowd cheered anyways. Well, it doesn't help that she's Canadian <laughs> and that she's like been the most popular women's uh, wrestler on that roster at the time for a long time. And she's super hot. It also depends what you're... Midriff shirt. Still cool in 2004. It also depends what you're looking for in your wrestling. I mean, I'm a, I am love heels more than I love faces, but... It wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered if she was a, a face right now. Eh? <laughs> uh, Diva Search Part 2, baby. It's a quarter million dollar contract, which in 2004 dollars is a bit more than that. Uh, Coach is <laughs> selecting the, uh, from all the ladies. There were a couple identical twins that he had to break up. He's like, you made it, but you did not. Uh, and that was it. That was kind of that was it. Uh, so he selects the girls who will be going to New York City for the next stage. What was Diva Search? Was it a show or was it just like a vignette thing they would cut to? Uh, well, they they highlighted the search like the, like they did in these promos or yeah. these clips. When it came down to like the final ten uh, weekly, they would be on. I believe it was Raw, and they would have little spots where it's like, okay, girls, like 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 not like not stupid, like 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 who who gets voted in, who gets voted out. Uh, let uh, you know. Let us know, and you'd kind of do like one of those Who was, Big Brother uh, style votes. Were there any recognizable ladies in these vignettes? There was uh, one Christy at least. Hemi. Yeah, Candice Michelle, Christy Hemi, and I can't remember her name. I think it was AJ, not AJ, obviously AJ Lee, but AJ something. And she was in it because she became Vince McMahon's uh, assistant <laughs> sure. in, 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 sto- in storyline on on SmackDown. His ass assistant. Get it. Uh, <laughs> so after that Trish is backstage talking mad shit with Tomko uh, for some reason were they a thing I don't know the, uh, she, Tomko is just like her body she finds Lita just chilling out at a craft service table and calls her a slut classic 2004 yeah. you don't even know who impregnated you bitch slut slut bag and then just leaves uh, like Triple a- H again uh, this is the eighth, the eighth time we've seen Triple H uh, bending Eugene's ear firing him up telling him that he is part of evolution and that they are friends and then hugs him. Yeah. Or goes, oh, sorry, Eugene hugs him. And yes. He just has and then we like, see Triple H's face, uh, who is very, it's a very hard face to read. No, it's like uh, a, oh, you. Yeah. Sort of face. I got you, bitch. Uh, you slut. Handicap match, main <laughs> event. <laughs> you slut. Evolution, Ric Flair, Try, and Eugene versus Edge and Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit comes to the ring 
with negative charisma. This, Chris Benoit... The, it's so negative. He, it's, it's he should have no music. He should have like that Dolph Ziggler <laughs> gimmick where he's just like, and Chris Benoit! And it's just quiet. And he just walks to the ring. Oh, he just comes gosh. out doing, yeah. doing that thing. Puts a Bible uh, on their bodies. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Chris Benoit, however, a fantastic wrestler. Maybe the best wrestler on Raw? At, oh, the, at the time? Fucking easily. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was a vignette that we didn't mention with Eddie Guerrero. No, that was on SmackDown. Those no, Smackdown. Eddie Guerrero came out at some point during Raw. And he was Did he? Because he, he was on SmackDown, on Smackdown at the time. Right. I think it was just a vignette for SmackDown. I just want to say, yeah. say Eddie also looking fucking enormous. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero looking at least three times bigger. When did Eddie Guerrero pass away? 2005. It was, yeah, it was, was like it the a, next it year? Was like a year later. Okay. And then Chris Benoit was 2007? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Perry, Perry Saturn's still around and Dean Malenko's doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit headbutts the mat a few times in this uh, in this match. You know, contextually hard to watch, I guess. Uh, but for the amount of chair shots Man, that were on the show. you would not like the Royal Rumble 2003 match with Jericho and Benoit. Yeah, when he flies through the, this ropes and, and gets hit in the face. Yeah, fucking chair yeah. to the head. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yep. Chris Jericho. <laughs> so, Triple H pins Benoit, the champion, in this nothing match uh, to set up their match at Vengeance. I guess it would be at this point. And that was the end of Raw. Was it ever a nothing match? Uh, yeah. So, comparing this to the AEW Dynamite we just talked about, this Raw, for as long as it was, a two-hour two show without commercials, uh, there was maybe combined 30 minutes of wrestling on it. Maybe a little more. The, the Randy Orton-Chris Jericho match we didn't really talk about was not good. Uh, there was a few good spots in it, but mostly it was rest holds. It was mostly Randy getting the, him in a headlock. The, the weird thing is, I could, I, I was fine with the amount of wrestling that I saw because the entertainment value was there. Sure, like I the got, bouncy castle like, was there. Yeah, the bouncy castle it made it all <laughs> worth it. But like through through some of the promos and some of the interaction, it it, it was it was worthwhile. Like I'm yeah. I, I'm very very glad that it, you know. I How went. much did you pay for that ticket? Do you remember? Uh, I believe it was eighty ninety bucks. Holy fuck! Where were you sitting? Uh, probably the midpoint of where we were going to be sitting. So that's like we're, what we paid now in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> but the, 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 the difference is WWE is was was very hot. It's like very very hot back then. Yeah. Now they very much cooled off. So it's I mean they're, they're advertising tickets. They were for so hot. Twenty dollars. They did. Uh, I got an offer for seat filling tickets yesterday. Someone was like, "Hey, does Lee want a bunch of seat filling tickets for Raw?" And I'm like. I'm a chump. I bought tickets. Uh, SmackDown. You Red- said yes. We could have found someone. Yeah. Hey, you want to, you want to fill a seat in Raw in the, in the nosebleeds? Or whatever the fuck? Someone would have gone. Uh, Retro SmackDown from that week was also from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Had they not previously announced it was going to be Winnipeg before this Raw took place? Uh, for SmackDown? Yeah. What uh, happened Actually, no. SmackDown came first. They announced SmackDown was coming. Oh, okay. Because SmackDown sold out so quick. They were like, holy crap, we haven't planned the Raw yet. Let's just plan the Raw for there. People needed their word life scene. And that's the third, and that, that is, that at the time, it was the third time they had ever had a back-to-back Raw SmackDown. The first time was New York. The second time was in the UK. This was the third time. And they have not been back for 16 years. Good business decisions. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, we are not worthy. How many Canadian Raws do they do a year? None. They do a pay per view in Toronto, no, they, maybe. No, or? no, they do. They do Raws regularly in Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Like maybe once a year, uh, Calgary and or Edmonton. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, we, legit. We get we legitimately we get skipped all the time, all the time. Until now, uh, so that was Retro Raw from July fifth, two thousand four. Andrew, you were a younger man then. You were half your age. 
Yeah, or some, or some shit almost, like that. Yeah. Uh, and then you went to the SmackDown as well. SmackDown so, the next night. The SmackDown, yeah. I Which was, was better? Uh, I would have said Raw. I was originally looking out at the SmackDown because I thought, I mean, a little bit of a spoiler, but I thought Taker would be there because of the interaction between uh, Heyman cutting promos the week before. Yeah. There was, you know, the lightning hit the ring. I'm like, oh man, Taker's got to show up. And then people started start like started rumors that Taker was here, and it was before that real event, you know, that that the real takeoff of social media, and yeah. then so it, it, you know it's it's we're, they were making rumors on image mouth. boards, and shit. Well, through word of mouth and post, like yeah, like yeah. message boards, and the next thing you know, like he wasn't here, so that kind of let me down. Um, I know uh, you got to I, see JBL. Oh, I saw John Cena and the, the height of his you know U.S. run, or I guess the end of his U.S. run. I saw yeah. JBL, Eddie Guerrero. Um, you got to see you got to see Eddie Guerrero at three times the normal size, just massive. He was massive, but I mean, like he, it was it was great. It was nice to see him in like the limelight because he had been you know pushed down for a long time. Yeah, and he just he, he has the the entertainment value for Eddie Guerrero. It's worth every dollar. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, <laughs> that's the sad thing about watching anything from too long ago. Well, it's sad. Like, oh, I'm not saying one person should go above the other, but like it, it's sad when you see workers. That like just did their job, like Chris Benoit. Whole story to that aside, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero go when they were some of the Owen Hart hardest yeah. workers around, yeah. doing, doing their job and gone too soon. Nothing gold can stay, Pony Boy. It's better to burn out than to fade away. And that's the Sultans of Slam. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most somber ending episode ever. Uh, we've lost Reed. He's he's been. Read. No, that was Andrew's monologue. I was yeah. just like, whatever. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Any read on honor this week? Or we're about ready to wrap this up? No, I think we're about ready to wrap this up. With time cool. to spare. Yeah. No emails uh, this week. Give them the notice of the public beta podcast. Yeah, I was going to do it at the top of the show. So the public beta podcast is going to start next week. Uh, anyone who has something to say on the games we will be featuring are, is welcome to join us. Uh, and then when we do regular shows, it'll be what it'll be. We're going to talk video games in this office again. Because I can't get enough video games. Uh, the first episode, we will be highlighting Near Automata, which is a game very near and Automata. dear. Automata. Whatever, <laughs> however you want to say it. You can tell who's, uh, who's played it here. Uh, and look forward to a future, a future episode where we argue about how Pokemon names are supposed to be pronounced. And I don't take the anime to be the final say on Bullshit. how Pokemon names are pronounced. Not, if, nope. Nope. That's cheap. Heat. Nope. If it's, canon, if it's in the anime, it's, it's canon. That's Pikachu. It's how it is. Listen, if it's in the anime, it's canon. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Uh, for myself, Lee, for Andrew, congratulations on your house. For Reed, congratulations on your pizza pockets. Thanks. We'll talk to you again next week on the Sultans of Fire and Welcome.